0: Alright everybody, this is Flavio Romeo and this week's episode of the Towncast brings us to Hasbrook Heights, probably one of the busiest corners in New Jersey and home of the Bendix Diner. And we have a special guest that's going to meet with us. Uh, his name is Kyle and he, he started the, uh, he started Foodie Films and we're going to we're gonna go on the Bendix and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some of the films that featured They're very food-centric movies, so I think you guys are going to enjoy the episode. Diner, the world famous Bendix Diner. For you guys that don't know this diner, I, I don't know. I mean, there's got to be a billion cars that pass here every day. It's right in Hasbrook Heights. Uh, it's right off of 17. It's the triangle, right between 17 South and 17 North in Hasbrook Heights. It's been around since 1945, and it is probably one of the most iconic diners in, in America. I mean, it's been here forever. Uh, and I'm with Kyle... Ryan Freed, did I say that right? Yep, you got Kyle it. Reinfried. Kyle Ryan Kyle Ryan he's a uh, freelance videographer, and he's also he also ha- did a podcast, he's the host of a podcast called Foodie Films. And, you know, with the holidays coming up, we just finished Thanksgiving, Christmas is coming up, New Year's. I know a lot of you guys are going to be cooking, and uh, when, once you get tired of seeing each other for a while, <laughs> then you're going to want to put in a movie. So so we're going to talk about some of our favorite Foodie films, right? Yeah. For exactly. lack of a better word. So so tell us your definition of a foodie film. All right, so yeah, when I
1: started the podcast, I, uh, I had a previous podcast called P.S. I Love Hoffman, where I covered with my one of my oldest friends the career of the late great actor, my favorite actor of all time, Philip Seymour Hoffman.
0: One of the, one of the greatest. One of the greatest. Yeah.
1: And uh, when that ended, because unfortunately, since he passed, he has a finite amount of movies. So when that ended, after 80-something episodes, because he wasn't over 50 movies, and we did special episodes here and there, uh, My one of my oldest buddies, Brian, he was like, he's going to do his own podcast, and I'm like, okay, like I'm going to do my own so he started one called high school slumber party which he covers all films of uh, high school movies oh, which is really cool. fun that's cool and uh and i'm part of a podcast network called the cage club podcast network so it's mostly film podcasts but there's pop culture he kind of ones too, music ones so definitely check that out but i was like okay like i, I want to do a podcast on fo- well something i'm passionate about which for me food music films in that order uh, no, it's, 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 it's tough. It fluctuates. Uh, and I'm like, okay, I want to do something. On it. I'm like, well, maybe a food podcast. But I'm like, who am I to talk about food? I'm not, you know. I, not I, not a I, chef. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not a chef. I don't work in the industry. Like, my first job ever was at a deli, which, you know, so if you're from Jersey, especially North Jersey, you know, we take two things very seriously, diners and delis. So we've got the diner 100%. experience today.
0: 100%. And so
1: I grew up working at a deli. I love sandwiches. They're my spirit food. But I was like, who am I to do just a podcast on food? So I'm like, well, what about... I'm like, how many food-centric movies are there? So to answer your question, either the movie... You know, there's your clear movies out there that are about food, like your chefs and your Julie and Julia's. Right. And stuff like that. And then there's movies that the main character works in food, but maybe the movie doesn't take place right. in the establishments. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Five Year Engagement, uh, I think, was one yeah, of those types yeah, of films. Yeah, exactly. Five yeah. Year Engagement. Yeah, he's a chef in that movie. And then there's the movies that take place in in a spot, but it's really not focusing on the movie. So even like Clerks falls into that. It's about a cookie bar, yeah. but like they're not really discussing like about like you know what's going on there. They're having conversations about you know the Death
0: Star blowing. Right. Them. So <laughs> arguments. <laughs> <so laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and speaking uh, of which, I just want to point out. So Kevin Smith, uh, who directed Clerks, actually made a movie that that. You know the Bendix Diner was in called uh Jersey Girl, yeah, yeah. So Jersey Girl had Bendix Niner also. There you go, Boys on the Side that was also had a little bit, and it's been in dozens and dozens. Yeah, of I think another one, a
1: movie with Paul Running Scared with Paul Walker. I know there's a couple Running Scared movies, so I think there were. Oh, one it's with, not the one with, with the late uh, Paul Billy Crystal, Walker. no, I think uh, no, not no, definitely yeah, not the Billy Crystal one Chicago, with uh, yeah, yeah. But there's a I think that movie's called Running Scared, is that here? Yeah, that they shot, they shot around. Yeah, I remember
0: years here. ago, there was, was the commercial with Nancy Walker. I think it was maybe for Bounty. It was like for a paper towel. <laughs> they filmed a bunch of those commercials here at the Bendix. Oh, nice. and, and, you know, like any good person from North Jersey, you know, you're either going to have eggs, uh, like I did, <laughs> or you're going to have the classic... Taylor, hang,
1: Taylor. Taylor ham, not pork roll. Taylor ham, egg and cheese. We're not heathens up here. And, and I'll
0: address <laughs> that. I'll address it. I had a lot of friends from South Jersey. I'm going to address that because, yes, pork roll is the meat, but there's no better. Then Taylor, that's the yeah, reason why people in the north say Taylor.
1: It just sounds like it's tailor-made for you. You know, do you call escalators walking stairs? No, you, you right. know, like you you know, call, that's the say, most popular brand. It is escalator.
0: Do you say, hey, throw me the frisbee, or do you say, throw me a flying disc? Yeah, right. What are we doing here? <laughs> exactly. Splitting <plenty> hairs. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. So go on. Yeah. So foodie films. That's like <laughs> the that that's the criteria of what made up a food-centric movie. So I started the podcast that I was like, okay, I'm gonna have a guest on. We'll just talk about their love of food whether they work in the industry or not or if they're just a self-proclaimed foodie such as I and then we talk of the movie at hand but then we also talk of a famous food scene from a non-food centric movie and then I had a round of questions at the end called gut instincts so, uh, it would just be like, what's your favorite fast food? And it's called Gut Instincts because I want you to like, you know, what would be your last meal? What, what you know, what's your go-to uh, alcoholic beverage? All right. And so, just like a fun little, a lot of podcasts that I listen to have like fun segments. And Maybe we'll like, we
0: will do that at the end. I'll let, I'll let you throw, I'll let you throw out some of those. <laughs> see,
1: right. if I, see if I remember them all because I released 100 episodes. I finished that about two years ago, but I'm looking to do like any film person these days a reboot so
0: yeah that's good and and if if you guys want to want to hear some of these uh it is available on your instagram page yeah
1: well uh, yeah uh well on apple podcast it's just audio you know which i want to do video for this next reboot it's all the Yeah, yeah, exactly. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and then you can go on cageclub.me and just stream it on there uh, nice. as well. So, yeah. So,
0: so check out some of the old episodes. I'm hoping that he's going to revive it. I think you should because. I'm going to
1: revive it and you're going to be on it. Yeah. Yeah. All right.
0: Yeah. I'm done. it okay. here. Because those are two things. And in order, it is film and food. Yes. Now, if you can watch a movie while you're eating, that's why I'm a huge fan of those dine in movies. Oh, yeah. Where you could just sit there, you put your legs oh, legs back, and you're just watching a movie, and they bring you food.
1: Yes. Or there's actually a really great, and I had this guy on, George uh, Moats. He's known as America's burger expert. He's released two books, a docu-series, uh, docu- and now he does uh, burger pop-ups, and he's starting a brick-and-mortar. But he's helped start the, I think it's called the Film Fu- New York Film Food Fest, where it's all documentary shorts that have to be, like, about food. Okay. And while you're watching the documentary, whatever food is in the movie, the chef is there
0: cooking it for no. you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a food festival in the city? Yeah. I believe it's called the Film Food Festival. All right, I'm gonna have to check or that Film out. and See if we can get that guy on here yeah. too. No,
1: yeah, he's yeah, he's a good guy.
0: So yeah. Alright, so you started you started Foodie Films, right? Mm. Was there one one movie in particular that, that like, like
1: <laughs> this is inspired the, it? This is the irony and probably explains me in a nutshell perfectly. <laughs> uh, and you'll have to forgive me because I'm I give lengthy answers. But so I took a, I mentioned to you before we started recording that I took a cross-country road trip when I was, I'm 35, so I was like going to be like 28 years old, so like seven, almost eight years ago.
0: Jersey to California.
1: Jersey to California did the southern route. Okay. Yeah, but true true cross-country and then, and then drove back right through the middle. We expedited through the middle because we were just burnt out by the time right. we like did got you take out you Route 66 or you took Oh, high, stretch of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, stretch of you it. In the, yeah, ex- no, exactly, yeah, around the, like Arizona area. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that trip, the first leg of that trip, man, I did, we we did, it was me and one of my oldest, like, high school buddies, and uh, he was a freelance uh, photographer, I'm a freelance videographer, so we were just, like, documenting the shit out of it, and... First leg was Nashville, Memphis, New Orleans, and Austin. Those four cities, so again, like I said, (laughs) film, music, and food. So just the music and food there. And you know, film too, but music and food between those four cities. Oh my God. And like I had... Uh, you know my personal Instagram at the time, and I had so many people being like, "It's like you're doing a food account." I'm like, what do you mean? Was that like a food like a, a food gram? Because even like seven, eight years ago, that wasn't at that least wasn't in thing. my understanding yeah, of like, I mean, it was thing. out there, but it wasn't like I still like even I was like, I'm not a foodie. Like, I embrace that now. I am a foodie. I love food. I love to cook. I love to take. I, you know, did some food tours in Jersey City for a while. I love food. Yeah. And how do you feel I, about food? I love
0: it. <laughs> I'm, I'm so, right there with you. Yeah, uh,
1: you know, because I have to eat when these guys make me sad. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> right. Having a better se- season than I was expecting, but exactly. If uh, it yeah. ended now, yeah, exactly, yeah. all the giant fans yeah. <laughs> would be happy. Uh, but um, yeah, that trip really kicked it off for me. But what made that trip kind of happen was in 20 oh, I feel bad. 2013, 2014, the movie mm-hmm. Chef came out.
0: Yeah, great movie, John. One Paco. of my
1: yeah, one of my favorite movies of all time. Very meta movie because Jon Favreau got a start in like indie work and then he made his way up to Iron Man which started off now the most popular yeah. franchise of all time of the MCU so that's the godfather of that and then he kind of like made a couple blockbusters that didn't do too well and then he went back to basics with Chef went back to his roots where he directed and acted in the movie yeah. And it was great, and I absolutely loved that movie. And the movie is kind of about like a little bit of like a road trip as part of that. So before that cross country road trip, I did a trip down to Miami because I knew I wanted to do a cross country road trip, but that's so out of the way. So I hit up Miami like they do in the movie. Went to Versailles where he got the Cuban. Oh, in the nice. Movie. So you yeah. did like a
0: chef. Kind yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's cool.
1: And then, and then, uh, and then specifically was like. I always wanted to anyway, but stopped in New Orleans and stopped in Austin as they do. And then when we were out in L.A., went to some, like, the Koji food truck and stuff like that. Chef Roy Choi, who was the food stylist yeah, and, like, yeah. food producer on the movie. And uh, so that really kicked it off. And I regret it now because that was, like, that was the pinnacle, that movie. That was, like, that's what kicked off, like, really what foodie films was going to be. And I... Record. I wanted to do that as the hundredth episode.
0: Right, right. But
1: then, right at the time of the hundredth episode, is just like me kind of reminiscing of the past ninety-nine episodes because at the, at that time it was Christmas and everyone had COVID, and I'm just like I couldn't and record with Yeah, you couldn't go anywhere. Yeah, and the two people that I wanted to have on, two guys that I know that absolutely love the movie, like just couldn't be around. You yeah, know, for yeah. that. And I like recording in person, so I'm I can be like a stickler when it comes to that. And so I recorded that episode. I have about, like, seven episodes I've recorded just over the past two years that I'm like, I'm going to release them when I start up again at some point. So maybe that'll be the, you know, episode that I come back with. I'm not sure. But it's such a big part that I want to include it much more. I want to do, like, a chef episode every... I want to also release my uh, po- new the the reboot of the podcast in seasons, like maybe do like twenty five episodes or thirty episodes, and then, you know ver- so I don't get too burnt out.
0: Right, right, right.
1: So maybe every season I'll have someone different on to talk about the movie Chef, just because sure. it's one. It's just one of my favorite films. not even forget foodie films. Just one of my favorite movies it has an amazing soundtrack. Like I said, it's just such a. Great meta movie for what John Favreau's career is yeah, in. Yeah. I love the story between father and son, and yes, in the and end of the day, the food porn in that movie is just like.
0: And I have to say that 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 for you guys that haven't seen it, um, it it over the past several years, I I appreciated John Favreau early in his career, Swingers, yeah. you know, early on, Made, yeah, and then I don't know if he started you know listening too much to his own PR, but I felt like his acting just. I just couldn't watch him. It was like watching Quentin Tarantino in a movie. You can't do it. You can't do it. The movie's great, but then, you know, get yourself out of the movie. Yeah. But when Chef came out, I had a new fondness for John Pabllo. Yeah. Because he really showed, you know, his soft underbelly and his yeah. whole relationship with his son. I thought it's it was it's
1: a great cast, but in the end of the day, it's him driving that movie yeah. as a director he and a lead, lead actor. And so, and that food, is just, And
0: like you said, the food scenes are just... And that's... When when I think about food films, yeah, I think about what what makes my mouth water. Like, as you're watching the movie, yeah, and and I have to say my my number one would be Big Night. That's, oh, that's yeah. That's always my, filmed in Jersey. Yeah, that's always my go-to. Uh, Stanley Tucci, if you guys haven't seen it, Tony Shalhoub, Big Night. It is just I get goosebumps when I talk about it. Yeah. It's very Italian, <laughs> and it's about it's 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 it's, it's an awesome story. About these this, these two brothers, yeah. where the the oldest brother just wants a successful business, yeah. and the younger brothers a purist. So he wants that purity, that and that one dish that they prepare and just watching the process and yeah. hearing them talk about it and, and it's and it's an
1: underdog story too yeah. it's all about like they're gonna probably have to close but then the critics gonna come and yeah it's right. a great movie yeah, and they filmed that in
0: Keyport I wanna say yeah yeah some yeah, yeah.
1: exterior shots or Keyport, yeah. New Jersey and then yeah. my, you know,
0: my favorite of course is where he goes maybe we can make it." how you say hot dog hot dog, <laughs> hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good movie. Highly recommend. Is that on your
1: list? That that's on my list. And yeah, then they uh, and they end that movie with making what like a frittata, right? Like just they like make a, this yeah.
0: this Italian specialty. No, in mean, his hometown. Oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But then even like the last the, yeah, scene, yeah, is yeah, just yeah, like yeah, there's yeah.
1: No, they don't say anything. It's just the next morning, yeah. And just the brothers are having a nice moment of making like a frittata for breakfast, right? And, just, and they're yeah. just sitting there eating, just yeah. being brothers. So good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I forget what that other big dish is called that they do have to do the perfect flip. Yeah,
0: I know. There's a very specific name for it, and it is very regional. Yeah, to where they were talking about like a Spadini, or I can't remember the, exactly what it's called, but highly recommend. It's a great, great family film, great holiday film. Yeah. especially when you know you're you're in the kitchen with some relatives. <laughs> it doesn't always go that well.
1: No, but I always find that whenever I go to my parents and we have like a bunch of family over, the we could have some you know crudite or whatever you know cheese platter in the other room, but people still. The, the kitchen is where the action oh, so that's is. That's yeah. the heartbeat. Yeah, that's yeah, the that's heartbeat. Right. And so, like, and my mom's like, "All right, can everyone kind of like move out of the way so I can start?" I need, I need to cook, get out of the kitchen. Just get out of the kitchen.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. So what's? So let me hear. Uh, let me hear some of your uh, top right. five. I have to just pop up my
1: phone like that. Chef's right. definitely so chef definitely on the I, Yeah, chef number one. That's what I put. So that's. There's these are no
0: particular except for chef. That, right. is, no, that is that, number that is one. number
1: one, yeah. and then everything else. Ratatouille. I'm gonna
0: give. That's on my list. Yeah, and and you know, it's interesting because when I was looking at my list, there's there's animation. Yeah. There's international. Mm Hmm. There's American. Yeah. You know, there's a little bit of everything. But Ratatouille is such a fun.
1: Yeah. Film. So definitely a good one to watch with the family. Because even though Chef, you know, he's got his son in it, it is a rated R movie. So there are, you know, it is a very. They say kitchen accurate movie because they're cursing, which, if you've ever been in a professional kitchen, even lie, not it's all yeah. those. Yeah, and a lot of adult humor and stuff like that. So, even though there is like a 10 year old kid in it, it's still like, it. Yeah,
0: even yeah. though, even though, you know, growing up, I, I, I we didn't go see R rated movies yeah. when we were 18. Yeah, now it's like 10 year olds are taking their parents to see R rated movies. But I, I agree. 15 yeah. and up, 16 and up. Yeah,
1: exactly. So, Ratatouille, the perfect, all like, ages. foodie, family movie, all ages. Because yeah. Patton Oswald as Remy the Rat and just th- that right there. It's a rat in Paris and it's about, like, it's that's another underdog story right. and or under rat story. And, uh... <laughs> Because rats th-
0: generally aren't, like, encouraged to be in kitchens. No. <laughs> just generally and so, speaking. And I love the relationship
1: that Remy has like, with his, like, brother and his father. And they're just like, no, it's all about, like... Because that is about family or, like, their colony. And, like, that they're scavenging for food. And he's like, no, like, that, like don't you you gotta enjoy like the beautiful things of food like a fresh piece of fruit and cheese and if you take them separately they're delicious but together bah, you yeah, know yeah, yeah. and then like helping they the food yeah exactly yeah. well it's Paris so yeah. you have to but uh and then just just the story of uh uh what's the male car- linguini is the other yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the, the, the you know and Remy starts you know puppeteering him because he just he wants to find a place and he thinks that uh, you know he's the chef's kid that just passed away and everything like that and it's just a, it's just a great story about just like finding your place in the world which I think is a lot of food movies too that it is. just like, like
0: Julie and Julia okay, yeah. that was one on my list and yeah. that was the same thing finding yourself yeah finding yourself who yeah. are you and, and I love that it's a true story yeah uh, and, and you know, because this this, this woman named if you know Julia Childs, this woman named Julie decided that she's going to navigate through Julia Child's cookbook, even though she had been dead. Yeah. Right? She takes it on and, and Julia Child was already passed away. And she decides to, to kinda of channel Julia Child and, and work through the cookbook. And and again, finding her way and and then you see, you know, Julia Child's life and, and the way not that they mirrored each other but, but yeah, in a way, in a way they yeah. did mirror each other. Yeah,
1: no, exactly, because you... And that's reflecting on your hero. So she's, at that point, Julia Child is, like, untouchable in her eyes. Like, she's just she's Julia Child. But there's that's that great... It's the juxtaposition between the Amy Adams' character of Julie and then Meryl Streep playing an amazing Julia Child. And so seeing that juxtaposition between... Uh, Amy Adams and Meryl Streep, and their own journeys of when Julie Child got into it. And it's predominantly, uh, not predominantly, it is an all male kitchen. And just like her having to fight against that versus uh, Amy Adams trying to figure out as a journalist and as a writer, just like how she's going to navigate her world and just being inspired by Julia's recipes. And so, yeah, it's, just a, it's a really, it's a fun movie. That was the first movie we uh, that I covered. Uh, on foodie films. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Because I, uh, yeah, I have a friend that uh, uh, she's a chef and was at a catering company, and so that's what I was trying to do. Like with my other podcasts, and then just other podcasts on the network. I get it. I mean, it's tough to find new guests. So there was a lot of, and we're all friends, so it was just a lot of repeat guests. But with foodie films, I was really trying to get different guests on every episode. So I was just like, but well, it'd be great to have people that also worked in the industry. So yeah, she was my first guest. And it was, oh, yeah, it was nice. a lot of fun talking I mean, to her. Well,
0: if you do that, I, I, I'll introduce you to my brother. My brother was, was a chef. Awesome. He's now, he's now a nurse. Okay. But it, it's interesting when you talk to chefs about some of these movies, and I'm going to sidetrack a little bit. Did you ever see the TV show Bear?
1: Y- yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, I mean, that, that took, like, I mean, became so popular.
0: One of, if you guys have never seen the Bear, it's it's about this this guy Chef of a you know like a, a Michelin star rated, James Beard Award winner uh, in the city, and, yeah. and, and his brother passes, and now he has to take over this little beef Chicago yeah, beef diving kind of place. <laughs> and but you're still at heart, you're a chef. Yeah. And to watch it, I actually had a friend of mine who is in the food business. Uh, I'll give him a little shout out, Mike Daly He runs the Quarry Grill up in Franklin, New Jersey. Phenomenal he actually you will appreciate this he, come, he came up he, he made up this thing called the Taylor Ham Jam oh puts it on a see that, so my mouth is going <laughs> puts it on a burger outstanding so it's
1: like a bacon jam but Taylor Ham instead yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. Okay, so, okay I'm into it Yeah. so
0: I asked him I said you know what would you think about the bear the show he goes I watched two episodes and it's too close to home Oh,
1: that, um, again, so I'm, I'm not gonna... I am not a chef. I've never worked in a professional kitchen. Sure, I worked as a shorter cook, you know, at the deli and, like, stuff like that. But I am friends with a lot of people in the industry. And and then also, on top of that, God bless the patron saint of Jersey, Anthony Bourdain, listening to, you know, Kitchen Confidential, uh, you know, an audiobook and just, like, hearing...
0: That was a great book.
1: Yeah, fantastic book. I wish, I wish I heard that when it came out. In 2001, I was... Uh, a freshman in high school. So, I, I wish I heard it then. I would have spent my summers like working in kitchens and stuff like that. But like, now I just, am. you know, I, I would have listened to at that point, I still like respected the hi- hierarchy. Now I'd be like, no, I can't put up with this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, watching Bear, I'm just like, I'm getting anxiety. I'm just like, oh, okay. like because he's trying to implement the whole French kitchen and yeah, like yeah. everything like that, and just that yes, chef and like, behind. And I yeah, know all the lingo and I know the culture, and I'm just like, I'm like, I'm really, I'm starting to sweat right now, just like It, it about, is. I might it be is. the Taylor <laughs> Made shoes as well. It's but stressful. <laughs> yes. It's stressful to
0: watch, but it's really good. But it's really all good. So, yeah. So back to the movie. So yes, back- I went with Julie Julia. Let me hear uh next one on your list.
1: So the next one on my list was Big Night. so uh, that at least uh, that I've written down. But I'll go with the next one I wrote down, the Founder. You ever see that?
0: The one about uh, the one with Michael Keaton about yeah, McDonald's. McDonald's. I I kn- I haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, I knew I knew a lot about it. It's on my list. I have a DVD. Uh-huh. And I just I wasn't I, there were so many other things I just never yeah. got to that. Tell me about the Founder.
1: So Founder, like you said, sorry, Michael Keaton, the Batman. And, uh, <laughs> and or Mr. That, Mr. Mom, the future Batman. <laughs> yeah, in right? the future. Yeah, he's gonna be in coming back as Batman again. There's reboots, people. <laughs> um, and uh, it's yeah, it's just a great story about what uh, Ray Kroc. Ray Kroc yeah. and just him. He's not a great guy. He's a brilliant guy. But uh, him discovering the original McDonald's, which I think was like in oh, Arizona yeah,
0: I I or something, did. and he kind of took.
1: Yeah, just like wanted away. to, but like, you know, franchises really weren't a thing at that point. But just like the thing that really sold me was just like the initial scene to the McDonald's where he places an order and then he pays for it. And then they're like, and then all of a sudden he's got a soda cup and a bag in front of him. He's like, and they're like, okay, have a nice day. He's like, that's not my food. I'm like, yes, it is. He's like, no, I just ordered my food. It's like, yeah, but here's your food. It's just like, what do you mean? like, we cooked we made it for you, King right? King and and once then he meets uh, Nick Offerman from Parks and Rec, he plays uh, one of the McDonald brothers. I oh, always blank on the other actor's name. I feel really bad. He plays he's in Zodiac, he was on the Drew Carey show, Drew Carey's brother. Blanking on his name. Uh, ah, I feel really bad. He's a great actor, great character actor. Two of them played. You the, know the
0: people out there are like, right yeah, now yeah, they're like yeah. how do you not remember this guy's name?
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, boy, what's his name? He's so good. He's so good in Zodiac. He plays the potential the Zodiac killer, in it was so good. Um, but uh, yeah, then he gets a tour of the facilities, and he sees like the efficiency behind it and how they can sling it out so fast. But just that scene where they're handing him the food, and he's like, "Where?" He's like, "But where's the where's the plates?" He's like, "No, you just you eat it out of the wrapper, and then you get to throw it all away." What? And then he like steps away. He's like, well, "Where do I eat it?" And they're like, "In your car." On the bench, Anything, at home, anyway at home you wherever you'd <laughs> like. And it's just such a great, innocent, I, yeah. like, like, oh, shit, this is what McDonald's started out as. And, to understand and now that it's that the there most popular. Nothing, like, there was nothing
0: like, like that at the time. Yeah. yeah.
1: But the man knew things like the Golden Arch, like that that would be an iconic... Like it, and it is there's very few like what they do like the silhouette of Michael Jordan you know like right, right. Mickey Mouse ears yeah yeah, yeah. Like, it's one of the, those one of those worldwide icons yeah and there's even I don't know this for sure but like they even say like the colors red and yellow are very enticing colors together so that's why they use that in their color scheme yeah. it's just it's so McDonald's in and of itself is fascinating but then the movie and he does such a great job and he it's, it's Michael Keaton he's a fantastic actor and um, yeah, he just does such a good job of playing like a character that isn't a really a good guy. Yeah. Like he tries, he, he's trying to help the McDonald brothers expand, but they want to keep it very simple and family. And yeah. he's just like, well, okay, then, then I'm, I'm going to do it yeah, myself. Yeah I, yeah, yeah, I know what I can do here. And he just liked the name so much, too, that he yeah. took the name. And it's like, so it's kind of ruthless and awesome. And yeah, it's a great movie. And if
0: you guys like McDonald's, do not watch Supersize Me. No. <laughs> and we're not talking about documentaries. We're all talking. About yeah, which
1: I never did. There's a. If I ever dabbled in documentaries, eventually, with the reboot, I would do ones like that, or like, you know, Dreams of Sushi, ones that really went into the, the like, you know, because documentaries in the end of the day aren't as popular as, like, a narrative fictional movie. So, but there's certain ones that went into the zeitgeist. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. those two are big ones, so maybe I would, like, discuss those, but if you open up documentaries, then I would be doing it for the rest of my life, which I just... I'm, I have commitment issues. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so so now I want to talk about an international. And there's a couple of international films that, that yeah. made my list. Uh, one of them is is uh, Eat, Drink, Man, Woman. Uh, it was directed by Ang Lee, mm-hmm. and again, Academy
1: Award-winning director.
0: Because I started I started traveling to China, and and the one thing I love about eating in China is that. First of all, it's all family style, so you're eating at a round table, which I love. Yeah. Because you're able to see everybody. Oh yeah. You know, instead of eating at a long rectangular table, you have to lean over and yell at somebody across the table. You get to see everybody. They have the lazy Susan, and they start bringing foods out. They're just yeah. <laughs> foods are constantly coming out on the lazy Susan. You're spinning it around, and to see the preparation, and I love the you know the preparation part of that movie. Yeah. Where they're showing, you know, how they're making the foods. And and there's a couple of films like that mm. that I really enjoyed, Big Night being one of them. Uh, and and have, you seen, have you seen that movie? Yeah, saw
1: that. That, that was one that, we, that I didn't cover yet, because about 25 episodes in or so into foodie films, I was getting these great guests, and especially the people that worked in the industry, I then got the courage to do what i originally wanted to do which was just talk about food so i started releasing a second kind of episode that i dubbed first cut and then whoever the person's name was right so then i was balancing to the rest until i got through 100 episodes i pretty much would try sometimes i had to release two same episodes in a row but i tried to do a movie episode then a first cut you know movie episode first cut um so my first guest on that was uh pat Lafrida. Okay. Uh, so the free to meat purveyors I actually just ran into him uh, yesterday I was at the uh, timeout market in, in Dumbo and he's got two stalls there you know he's got stands also at city field uh, great big time meat purveyor you know delivers to around the country and uh, so I call him my food godfather because he's <laughs> just such a nice guy. His facilities he's got two in North Bergen that like house the largest dry meat locker like in the world that holds over like six million dollars worth of meat drying at any time. Really? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I'll send you some links to like some some of the videos. Yeah, absolutely. And uh yeah, he was my first first cut guest. Uh so point being there are some iconic movies like that that I uh, that I didn't get to yet because I was trying to also not do all the iconic ones in a row. In a first. row, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you you know, there's some movies that people bit. are like, oh, it's not the best foodie film. I'm like, no, well, number one, it's about the conversation I'm having and, like, you know, yeah, th- everything yeah. like that. But I was trying to do that balancing act of not, you know, of like a really good one and then to like a mediocre movie. You know, yeah. we were also, given the time, like, I also, around Halloween one year, I did Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a foodie yeah, film. Yeah, I <laughs> did Silence of the Lambs. Hey. <laughs> Pound Elector is a foodie, absolutely, in, yes, yes. in more ways than one. Exactly, uh, and so yeah, that was one movie that I didn't uh, cover yet on the podcast, but I have seen. It, yeah.
0: So do you have a, do you have another international film that my, uh, comes to
1: mind? The one international, well, actually, technically, one international uh, foreign language, I should say, uh, that I have written down is Tampopo. Yeah, fantastic. Came out in 1985. Young Ken Watanabe in it, uh, who's one of my favorite actors. And it's just about making like the best ramen. But there's also a lot of great. It's a Japanese, in it. yeah, a Japanese, Japanese yeah, right? yeah, exactly, Japanese film. It, a lot of great vignettes. So a lot, a lot of different kind of stories kind of coming together in it. But it's just it. It ends up being very much about the ramen. Although there is a very uh, sensual, someone might call it gross egg scene in the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I love. I love ramen. I love Asian cuisine. It might be I'll, I'll give a very broad stroke and say, you know, from Chinese to Japanese to Korean. And obviously, there's just different cuisines even within that culture. Sure. Oh, yeah. Um, Indian food as well. There's tremendous Indian food in Jersey City. Well, uh, and, Journal Square is now officially, like, nicknamed India Square. Is that right? Yeah.
0: yeah. There's, well, like,
1: the, like, legit, like, how banners are on the side of lampposts. Like, the city put, like, India Square there. And, and
0: there were two that made my list. Two, okay. two Indian based one was lunchbox
1: yes great uh the late uh, Ephraim khan yeah
0: uh, and he was the yeah. actor that was in uh, life of pi life of pi he's been in so i mean he was an icon yeah he, he was, was in icon. he
1: was in Jurassic world <laughs> yeah he would he would be
0: he would be the equivalent of like an al pacino or robert de niro
1: yeah to Indi- to india to Indi- and then but then he started coming into some like american films a as lot, well yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, it's a great movie. A lot of heart in that movie. Just, a uh, number one, yeah, just check out... the preparation. The preparation, yeah, just a really cool. interesting... Like, you hear Lunchbox, and you're like, oh, okay, like Lunchbox. But, like, the style that they do in India, that's, like, different layers. And it was a real thing. Yeah, it's a real thing. It was based yeah. on a true
0: story. I mean, yeah. They're, they're, they're preparing Lunchboxes for workers. Yeah. And they're bringing them, and it's, you know, it becomes a romantic story, and a love story. It's, and, you know, and not any of these movies are not just about the food it's like yeah it's a love story but we're going to revolve it around this restaurant or we're going to revolve it around this cuisine or whatever the case may be yeah yeah Lunchbox yeah, Lunchbox was definitely online and then the other one i loved was A 100 foot journey
1: yep i have that which that was such well. a
0: ni- it was such a nice surprise like i didn't i didn't hear a lot about it i love helen mirren dame helen mirren yeah and and it, again it's another great film uh premise of the story being that this this wonderful, this wonderful woman is a, who loves cooking French cuisine. She was a she was French, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she opens this restaurant up and she buys this beautiful location. And right a hundred feet across the street is this other little restaurant yeah. that's preparing all this Indian food and all this other stuff. And so it's the, it's the relationship between the two of them.
1: Yeah. And she pretty much discovers that like the son of the family is an amazing cook. And then she kind of takes him under her. Under her wing, and uh, yeah, there's, there's just to like try a, to take
0: them away from the family, yeah. So
1: then there's, yeah, there that rivalry yeah. between them, but it, yeah, it's, you know, it's a really, it's a beautiful story. It's a that's a good, yeah, this time of year, that's a good feel good film, I'd say, out of because there's great, some food films are weird, they are, you know, again, there are movies that are about the food, but then there are movies that food is really used as like symbolism. So there's a movie called like The Cook, The Thief, his uh his wife and her killer. And I think actually Helen Mirren's in that as well. And it's just a very odd uh, British film very sexual like that's I mean I made the reference I used the phrase before food porn like that's what happens with food a lot of times that ends up becoming symbolic of something else I mean literally like we have things like forbidden fruit you know right, right, so right, there right. are things like that that like or like the egg scene in Tampopo Tam like there is like food movies can either be very wholesome or very dirty so, right. well, it's like so the, be careful which ones you want like with your family
0: scene in uh, nine and a half weeks yes <laughs> Which, you know, technically you could call that a foodie movie. Uh, so, so real quick, let's hear some of the other ones you have on that we didn't talk about.
1: Yeah, let's see. All right. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Not Charlie and the Chocolate Not the Tim Burton one. The original. The original with Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder.
0: That's the only one that exists for me. Yeah,
1: that one is just absolutely fantastic. Gene Wilder is one of the greatest actors of all time. Just like such warmth to his character uh and that was just watching that as a child was just i mean that was that was your dream like that was like you know like candy factory yeah unfortunately my middle name is august so i definitely got a lot of augustus gloof you know when i was younger (laughs) uh i do have (laughs) a very german last name and then if
0: you like your chocolate there's there's of course chocolate
1: yes chocolate and then there's
0: like water for chocolate yep um so i also had what did i have on my list I, i did have i did have burnt not, yeah, a, Burn was, not a Burn was great good. film yeah. it was okay
1: yeah with, and that originally that was yeah. there was that so that's very much the well, there was a there was a short-lived show with Bradley Cooper that that was very much inspired by Kitchen Confidential right he was playing like the Bourdain in that yeah, yeah, and then yeah. this movie took it to like a next level where yeah. there's like crime involved and just like it got a little too off the rails yeah, you yeah, know yeah. like uh, as far as like getting away from like just like a food movie because it was an interesting movie it, like when it came to just the kitchen stuff and him being very controlling because that's what a lot of chefs can be they have a vi- oh, yeah. you got you got to respect it sometimes but they just aren't the best at like communicating and they're just like you can't do it like let me just like take over it's like well that's not how you're ever gonna teach somebody
0: right right but there's um, no time
1: yeah there's no time yeah that too exactly it's, it's not yeah. like
0: it's not like you're getting one or two dinners at a time where you could take your time yeah you know you got a table of eight all that food has to come out at the same time. And, and, yeah, you know, but, and a lot of people don't realize, that's why I love these kind of movies, is because some of them exaggerate, some of them underestimate under what's involved. But when you see a good, accurate film of what's really going on in the yeah. kitchen, oh, and, and getting everything out at the, hand, at the same uh, hands, I keep thinking of the bear, hands, <laughs> hands, hands, getting it all out at the same time, yeah. that's an art. I mean, that really is not easy to do. Oh,
1: in that movie, and then also in Chef, like, or oh, I'm sorry, in The, in the Bear. And then also in Chef seeing the tickets and like all, oh, day, yeah, all yeah. day with the orders and everything Absolutely. like that. And then one of the movies, I think someone like ends up hitting the top of that with their hand, like the spike or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was a new a new French restaurant just opened up in Jersey City and I like was following everybody before it opened with the chef and I was talking with him and I see him posting and just like the pride that like, but I just love the little things. I love the nuances which certain movies get right, which is like, I forget what that's called where you put the tickets, you know, for the orders. Yeah. But certain people like, he did a side by side of like this, uh, this, uh, one, one, like maybe his sous chef, like putting them and it was so neat, and then him, he's just like putting it on and It's like <laughs> they're you know, everywhere, every, everywhere, or whatever.
0: <laughs> well, and you talk about nuances. I want to close, I want to close with this, with this little nuance of this one film. It's one of my favorite films, Goodfellas. Oh, now when yeah. you think of Goodfellas, I know you guys don't think of, oh, that's what a great foodie film that is. It's not the first thing that comes to mind, yeah, but that one scene when they're in the prison. And they get the delivery of all the food, yeah. and he's talking about how this one guy makes the sauce. Yeah, it's
1: slicing the garlic so thin. razor, yeah, with a razor, razor yeah.
0: right, so that it dissolves, and, and the whole concept, even even when they're in the kitchen. And yeah. he's ready to go out and score cocaine, and you know he's got Telling to his brothers,
1: keep stirring the sauce. It's
0: number one. It's yeah. priority. It's number one priority. Keep yeah. stirring the sauce. Because it's not going to come out right. Uh, and I love movies that have little things like that. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah.
1: I, like, I, I always, I had people playing people like, oh, why don't you cover Goodfellas? I'm like, we talked a lot about Goodfellas scenes in, like, the famous food scene. But, like, I wasn't not sure really if it was, yeah. In the end of the day, it's a crime movie and not, like, it's not like one of the main characters owns a restaurant in the right. movie, right? I know they frequent, like... Even though they of, had it
0: just so they could burn it down. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah,
1: no, that's on my list just as far as, like, Food, movies with food scenes that I love like Hook I grew up with you know Robin Williams as Peter Pan and there's the imaginary food fight scene Mrs. Doubtfire like right. cooking well, for the Animal kids, House talking about yeah, food animal, fights yeah. right there yeah, exactly that's, yeah, a, that's yeah, a food fight or the, the, the they took the bar the whole fucking bar <laughs> um, Christmas movie Christmas Vacation the, okay. tur- the turkey deflating like it's just
0: or when, or or in, in vacation when he's when he's like yeah. kissing Christy Brinkley with a sandwich <laughs> yeah so listen, guys, Foodie Films, find them all over, anywhere you get your podcast. Look up Foodie Films. Pick out some of your favorite episodes. Listen to the beginning. He's going to bring it back. Uh, you can follow him on Foodie Films on Instagram, right? Yeah,
1: Foodie Films Media on Instagram. Yeah. Foodie
0: Films Media. And listen, if you're looking for a videographer, talk to Kyle and uh, contact him on Instagram. And, you know, he can do some good work. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, sir. thank you so much. This
1: was a pleasure. Let's go, Giants. Yeah. And listen, <laughs> as we get
0: closer to the holidays, enjoy your family, enjoy your friends, certainly enjoy your meals. Uh, and it's it's awesome to have family and friends together and be able to cook. And and I have to say, December eighteenth. So you know, we have uh, we're going to be screening It's a Wonderful Life. Oh. Uh, at the Hawthorne Theater. Awesome. Six o'clock, December eighteenth. If you haven't already gotten your tickets, they're going to be coming out. Uh, on Eventbrite, just run a search. Eventbrite, it's a Wonderful Life, in Hawthorne. There's a several that are screening. This is free. Uh, we do it for the community because cool. you know during it's it's we want to be able to with the we want to be able to provide free screenings like this so that even you know if you want to bring a family of four, family of five out to a movie, it's a hundred dollars. Yeah, it's crazy. Before even buying any food, uh, so we want to do that provide for free. Nice. Uh so I invite you and and also you'll appreciate this. There's a there's a cookbook and it's a wonderful life cookbook <laughs> of the foods that were in the movie. They made a cookbook uh, which is available at Morningside Gifts. I think it is in Glen Rock. Oh, wow. Okay. And I'm going to talk to them. We're going to see if we can get a couple of copies, maybe raffle them off. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. So I encourage you guys to come to that and uh you know just enjoy the holidays. It's it's a special time. It's it's a difficult time for some people yeah. because it triggers a lot of things. You know, my mom passing away a couple of years ago. It's Sorry. still, yeah. it's still hard to, uh, you know, to have family get to get get when the family's not all there. So, yeah. you know, we try to find the joyous moments in that. Yeah. Uh, and I encourage you guys to check out Kyle. Go to Foodie Films Media on Instagram, and uh, and and listen to his podcast. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. All right, and a have pleasure. a great holiday. Yes, happy holidays, everybody. All right, be well, everybody we